If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. By the grace of God, it is finally Friday. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Friday. And you know, I used to, I used to say, uh, and not thank God it's Friday, because um, usually the weekend is cluttered with just a whole bunch of stuff that my wife makes me do. Um, and, and you know what? I've got that. I'm, I've got the list. I've got the list. There's a list. The downstairs toilet needs to be tightened up. I've got to put together my new grill. Uh, you know, a few other things. Uh, but you know what? But you know what? I'm okay because for the first time in about two months, I feel really healthy and my voice is back. We have got a ton of stuff to get to. I'm going to get to the just the Kabuki Theater yesterday on Capitol Hill. And how the don't get down about it. They just look like morons, okay? Don't feel like they have any sort of upper hand yesterday with all this this crap on uh, on January the 6th and attempting to make it the next 9/11. It did a face plant, guys. It did a face plant and I and I have a feeling that the ratings on CNN will be worse than than they could ever be. I mean, just as bad as they could possibly be because you know what uh, CNN's ratings are already just tanking they are losing their audience um for instance, down 67% from uh, Q321 to Q420. Whatever. Anyway, the last ratings period, they're down 67%. Okay? Way down, way down, way down in demo and everything. And the reason being is they, uh, they have their heads up their butts. And they are so off kilter as far as messaging is concerned and as far as just journalism they're not even journalists but they're choosing the wrong side of every issue and consequently they are sucking wind uh so and and with that also i want to start off the day on a joyful note joy reed is going to lose her msnbc show in the spring you know why because she's an awful racist terrible host uh and she's a wretched human being that's why she is the biggest serial racist on television and it looks like the president of new cycle media john nicosia says that she will lose her seven o'clock show in the next round of reshuffling at msnbc she does not have a show come mid-spring the only thing left is messaging on the move which will be ratings by the way and also you know, nobody wants to hear a rabid racist every single night. And they called her show Morning Joy on Saturday. There, there's nothing joyful about it, actually. And then they gave her this night show, which has lasted how long? It's not even been a year. And, uh, and the readout, it's called the readout. It, it originally started uh, the year. It had 2,500,000 viewers. Now they're down to 1.1 uh, 1. 
million, which I'm even surprised at that, to be quite honest, because she's just wrong on everything, and she's a hateful racist. And, that, you know, that's about it. And then you look at what Americans are saying about America. 76.8% of Americans say that American society and culture are in a state of decay. 13.4% are uncertain, and they don't matter. Democrats, 61% believe American society and culture are in a state of decay. Mark Meckler, the president of the Convention of States Action, who did the poll, said these horrific numbers go beyond politics to the heart of who we are as a nation and a people. People are, I'll just tell you right now, they're sick and tired of the crap that the Democrats and the left have been pulling on America for the last four or five years. That's what they're tired of. This back to Mark Meckler, Americans have always been fueled by hope and optimism, and now we are united in disgust. Our leaders in D.C. are setting the tone, and we clearly need dramatic changes there in both parties next election, and one party has to destroy the Democrat Party, and that, of course, is the Republican Party. But ultimately, in the grassroots citizens of this great nation, everyday Americans fighting to return us to our foundations who are going to get us back on course by permanently reigning in the federal government, restoring the balance of power between D.C. and the states to its original constitutional design. We have an opportunity to change these numbers now and for the future, and I have said this for a year. Peaceful Berlin Wall moment is coming to Washington, D.C. It'll happen at the ballot box. It will happen in person. But it is coming. A storm is coming. And yesterday's just S show on Capitol Hill exemplified why the American people want the swamp drained and paved over. I'm going to get to Nancy Pelosi and her just childish, high schoolish invitation to the cast of Hamilton. To come and sing yesterday for the January 6th, the, the insurrection that wasn't an insurrection, for the building that sustained millions of dollars worth of damage but was able to open two hours later, for none of the people in jail who are being uh, accused of insurrection but they are being accused uh, of, uh, uh, you know, uh, interrupting a public meeting, I guess, which was Congress the, and, the, and other minor, minor charges, and they're being held in a Bastille, and they're being tortured, and they're being denied medication and they're being denied religious services and haircuts and they're being denied their their waters turned off intermittently their sewage is turned off and i'm going to tell you what heads are gonna roll heads are gonna roll ladies and gentlemen of course i'm speaking figuratively because i made the comparison with the bastille but figurative heads are gonna roll because the American people are sick and damned tired of being told that our founding were based on racism, being told if you're a white person, you should hate black people. If you're a black person, you should hate uh, white people. If you're any person, you should hate the police. That the election was on the up and up when 75% of Republicans and a good deal of Democrats know that Joe Biden shouldn't be the president and Joe Biden is the worst president ever. And then, of course, oddly enough, this is kind of crazy, uh, just 199,000 jobs were added in December. Um, that's actually less than the 422,000 that were expected. Everything he turns, reverse Midas touch, gold, ding, turns to crap. Turns to crap. 
Terrible jobs report yesterday, even though Joe Biden says we have the best economy ever. Uh, one other note before we dive into uh, the, the idiocy on Capitol Hill yesterday, the childishness of the uh, Democrat Party, the outrageousness of the comment by Kamala Harris comparing uh, the anniversary of January the 6th to 9-11. Uh, and I said this yesterday, and I said it bigger than anybody on the radio because I found it so ungodly and profoundly unacceptable for a human being to compare the murder of Ashley Babbitt, two heart attack victims, one woman, uh, presumably, and we're finding out more, beaten to death by police, and a police officer who suffered two strokes, several strokes and died. Comparing that to thousands of people being incinerated, hundreds jumping to their deaths to avoid being incinerated, 350-plus first responders being crushed to death into buildings, and this awful, wretched woman who is, has lost seven major staffers in the last few months because she's such an awful person. Kamala Harris made the comparison yesterday. I called it originally for its abject irresponsibility and unacceptable it is an unacceptable thing to say but i'm going to play it jen saki's going to defend it we're going to hear from ted cruz getting shredded last night on fox because he said that the the people who were at the capitol who were the uh, uh protesters uh and then some rioters were terrorists he got a little what fur last night we got some great audio from steve bannon about what's coming in this country hell is coming to the democrat party in this country it's coming in november and things are going to get ugly and you're either on the train or you're not and i have a feeling most of you are going to be on the train and we've got to do this together because this will be a bellwether moment in our history to turn that damned hellhole, sorry, the swamp, upside down. And we are going to do it to them. The them are not going to be uh, in control anymore. The them aren't going to be corporate board members on a $20 trillion company paying off their friends. Hell is coming to Washington, D.C., I'm going to be there, and I know you're going to be there. Nancy Pelosi yesterday looked like a bad old school marm choir director as she introduced something on what was supposed to be the worst day in our history, worse than 9-11, where a woman named Ashley Babbitt, who was a military veteran, was murdered by a police officer. Two people died of heart attacks. One died of a stroke. Uh, and there is evidence that another woman who was a pro-Trump supporter was beaten to death by a female cop. We're still uh, getting information on that. But you see, they're not releasing the autopsy to the family. Isn't that interesting? That and the, what, 15,000, 16,000 hours of video from inside and around the Capitol. Kind of weird that way, but nothing to see. Anyway, Nancy Pelosi and the Democrat Party decided to put on some theater yesterday and ended up looking like complete morons. Uh, again, I can't wait to see CNN's ratings because I know they're going to be awful. They invited the cast of Hamilton to come and sing, I guess, to commemorate what happened a year ago. Here is Nancy <laughs> Pelosi <laughs> introducing him. To begin the conversation, we're privileged to have a contribution from one of the great creative talents of our time, Lin-Manuel Miranda. May his beautiful words be an inspiration to us. 
among the words he said and in the music, we'll make it right for you. My God in heaven, how childish and stupid Kamala Harris. And what she said yesterday, which was so ungodly unacceptable, not just offensive, but it has to be unacceptable to compare January the 6th through September the 11th and to December 7th, 1941, where there are bodies still in the hull of the USS Arizona. December 7th, 1941, September 11th, 2001, and January 6th, 2021. On that day, I was not only vice president-elect, I was also a United States senator. And I was here at the Capitol that morning. And she left before anything happened. At a classified hearing with fellow members of the Senate. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, uh, so, so ungodly, unacceptable, not just offensive. She um, is not uh, resonating. She has deeply offended a lot of people and angered a lot of people. And for her to stand there and, and look at the camera and look down at America uh, and treat this event that nobody believes was 9-11, by the way. Nobody believes January the 6th was as bad as 9-11. No serious person believes it was bad as December the 7th. And those who, uh, who do are complete, utter ignoramuses. Here is Jen Snarky, uh, Jen Saki, yesterday with a response to Kamala Harris's outrageous statement. Uh, Vice President Harris, in her remarks today, compared January 6th to Pearl Harbor and 9-11. Can you elaborate on what the thinking was behind that comparison? She's faced some criticism, especially in conservative circles, for that. Well, I would first say that, um, as the president also said in his remarks, uh, you know, when, if we look back to some very difficult moments in our history, back in 1861, there were no Confederate flags being, ra- being waved uh, in the Capitol. Uh, really? I didn't see a whole lot. of Was there a Confederate flag in the I mean, Maybe there was, but really? In very dark moments in our history, there were not people storming our nation's capital, uh, trying to take over the office and even threaten the Speaker of the House. Now, that's a, that's a lie, actually. That's an out-and-out out lie. Um, so uh, instead of, for those who are being critics of the Vice President's remarks, I think instead of focusing on or analyzing comparisons of moments in history, I would suggest that they be a part of uh, solving the threat to democracy that occurs today, that is happening. Oh, no, there's no threat to democracy, but there is a threat to the swamp. Yeah. Uh-huh. today uh, and they are using this as an excuse not to be a part of it. when you are that snotty and you are uh, snotty is a good word for her uh, when you're willing to cast dispersions on the American people don't you have to do it from a position of uh, moral high ground isn't that generally the way it, it works if you're attempting to shame someone don't you have to have the uh, the moral high ground I swear to God in heaven we are being governed by children in the Democrat Party Oh, I just, I just heard this. Um, actually, not only did they have Hamilton yesterday, apparently later in the day they got the cask of High School Musical to perform. Yeah. Yeah, they sang this song. It's called We're All in This Together. Yeah, that's uh, that's the Democrat Party. They're uh, they're that childish that they brought in the the cast from Hamilton to sing a song about January the sixth that wasn't about January sixth. It just happened to be a song from the musical Hamilton. So I thought, yeah, you know, why not bring in High School Musical while we're being complete idiots? 
while we're being juvenile, while we are not being serious adults. Uh, here is Ron DeSantis responding, by the way, to Kamala Harris, and he says something glorious. Very glorious, very akin to uh, uh, Let's Go Brandon or LGB. Listen up to his response to Kamala Harris. This is one year anniversary of the January 6th He was a House member when Steve Scalise and a bunch of Republicans were shot by a Bernie Sanders supporter on a baseball field, by the way. Which the uh, Democrat Party has completely forgotten. Um, so, you know, it's interesting how. Everything in our society, you know, becomes very politicized. And so this is today is going to be, I mean, honestly, I'm not going to watch any of it, but but, but you're going to see the D.C. New York media. I mean, this is this is their Christmas, January oh, yeah. 6th. OK, oh, yeah. they are going to take this and milk this for anything they could to try to be able to smear anyone who ever supported Donald Trump. And that's what it's all about, kids. It's about them seeing the writing on the wall, knowing that Donald Trump won the 2020 election and knowing he once again will be the president and they will do everything they can to stop it from happening. I just look back and compare when I was in Congress, what event that, that, that we faced was the was the attempted assassination of Republican members of Congress on the baseball game. Oh, yeah. I actually was on the field. This guy, uh, who was a big Bernie Sanders guy, was definitely a politically motivated attack. James Hodgkinson. You should remember that name. Um, you know, came up, pulled his van, and we didn't think anything of it. We walked out to go to the car, and, and we, we came in contact with him. He wanted to know if it was Republicans out there. We get in the car, leave, and then we find out he shoots up a bunch of people. And had you not had the Capitol Police there, you probably would have had a dozen people assassinated. That was like a one-day, two-day story. That was not something that yeah. the, that the Capitol-based uh, press wanted to talk about. Why? because it totally undercut their preferred narratives. January 6th allows them to create narratives that are negative about people you know, that supported Donald Trump. Look, if you obstruct a proceeding, all about hold people accountable. Yep. If you're rioting, hold accountable. Yep. But let's just be clear here. Uh, when they try to act like this is something akin to the September 11th attacks, that is an insult to the people who were going into those buildings. And it's an insult to people when you say it's an insurrection and then a year later, nobody has been charged with that. People are being charged with disrupting proceedings or that. I think it's very important, the fact that if this is what you said it was, why are you not charging people? So I think it's going to end up being just a politicized Charlie Foxtrot. Ding, 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 ding. There it is. What are we talking about, kids? We're talking about a cluster bleep. Said it was, why are you not charging people? So I think it's going to end up being just a politicized Charlie Foxtrot today. Um, I don't expect anything good to come out of anything that Pelosi and the gang are doing. I don't expect anything from the... What a massive... Charlie Foxtrot. The corporate press to be enlightening. Um, the Biden administration is a Charlie Foxtrot. I think it's going to be nauseating, quite frankly, um, and I'm not going to do it. But I do think that if you have this January 6th committee, why do we not know some of the people who we know were really involved? In yeah, yeah, we got a lot of things, and it's all going to come to uh, it's all going to come to light. Uh, Steve Bannon. He gives us a little uh, sneak peek as he takes um, the dark forces of Washington, D.C. Uh, to task. 
Hey guys, it's Carson for ExpressVPN. You know, if the FBI is going after school board members for speaking out online and at meetings, do you think that maybe they might be looking at you too? Incognito mode does not hide your activity online, by the way, okay? Doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can see every single website you ever visited. That's why, even when I'm at home, I never go online without using ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. Hillary Clinton wishes she had this. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption possible. Protect your online activity with the VPN rated number one by CNET and visit my exclusive link expressvpn.com slash Newsmax and you can get an extra three months free on a one year package. This is important. Your privacy is more important than ever. Again, that's expressvpn.com slash Newsmax expressvpn.com slash Newsmax to learn more. President Joe Biden said his speech Thursday memorializing the first anniversary of January 6th protests of the 2020 presidential election should not be viewed as a political battle. Although he did mention Donald Trump 16 times. They're scared of Donald Trump still. They are absolutely terrified of Donald Trump. They are absolutely terrified of what is coming in November. Because a whole lot of truth, a whole lot of truth is going to be coming out in November. Yesterday, Steve Bannon was talking on his show, and he's a uh, you know political insider. Um, and he talked about uh, uh, January the 6th yesterday. And, and this guy, I'm going to tell you, there's a reason why he is so gigantic right now on social media and podcasting. What do you got? You got all the tech oligarchs, you got all the media, you got everything. Right now, 40% of the American people, and that's including Democrats, believe he's illegitimate. Over 50% of independents believe he's illegitimate. Heck, they didn't believe, never, they never argued about the... This is what January 6th is about. They are terrified. They know that the election was stolen and the truth is coming, kids. Legitimacy of Abraham Lincoln. We've never argued about the legitimacy of a president until now. You know why? Let me give it to you with both barrels. Trump won. Biden's illegitimate. This is a complete clown show. You guys run around. And here's the thing. We want you to... Conspiracy theorist. That's, this is disinformation. It's, it's misinformation. Talk about January 6th every day. Keep talking about it. All the polling showing people want to know about the economy. They want to know about jobs. They want to know about your hapless uh, handling of COVID-19 when you knew the Omicron, when some other... He made it into a complete Charlie Foxtrot. ...tation could come in September. He said, no, we don't need any testing. We want to know about Buttigieg and why and around the capital city you can't travel. Right, a, a six inches. I think he's still on paternity leave. It's is, a, is a paternity, but maternity, paternity, paternity, whatever. Snow shuts this thing down. You've ruined Christmas. You got no supply chain. You're burning through money, and you got to keep quantitative easing. That's Char- what they want to know about Charlie their, Foxtrot. Their jobs, their family, the southern border. Okay, but we want you to keep. The more you talk about six January, yes. The more you talk about it, bring it, and you talk about how you stole and you sm- and you're so smug about how you stole three November. Did I say, did I repeat, or did I repeat myself? Trump won. Woo! And he is, uh, he is on fuego. Here he is talking a little bit about Ashley Babbitt's uh, murder, by the way, by a police officer. There's going to be hell to pay as far as that as, as well. An Air Force veteran is gunned down point-blank range in cold blood for the world to see. No question about it. 
shot in cold blood. Why don't the Democrats talk about Ashley Babbitt? Why don't they defend the shooting of Ashley Babbitt? In front of the whole nation, in front of the whole world. And where do we get exoneration? Total exoneration. People understand that in November this year that all changes. So um, preserve your documents. Preserve He's talking your the, documents. The swamp dwellers. Matt Gates, MTG, right here in this today told you they're not going to shut the sixth January committee down. They're going to get. They're going to repurpose it. Its task and its purpose are going to be a little different because they're going to get to the bottom of a lot of things that that they're trying to hide in the city. It's not going to be hidden. It's all going to be revealed. It's all going to be Bring revealed. It. This is why the American people are with us. This is why the numbers are coming our way. This is why 40% of Democrats don't believe that Joe Biden is legitimate. 50% of independents, 75% of Republicans. 40% of all the American people think he's illegitimate. 50% of independents, two-thirds of Republicans, because they understand the facts. Somebody just reminded me of the word, uh, the, the expression, I'm your Huckleberry. <laughs> I think Steve Bannon is America's Huckleberry. Here is, oh, this is funny. This is uh, Congresswoman Jaya Powell. I always think of PayPal. I always think of PayPal. Here she is talking to Wolf Blitzer yesterday about uh, the 2020 election. And, and this is why they're bringing it up, because they know, they know, Nancy Pelosi knows that Joe Biden is not the legitimate president of the United States, and hell is coming. That's why so many Democrats are scurrying off the S. Titanic. That's why Nancy Pelosi is not going to be in office this time next year. The thing that is different about this anniversary, if you yeah, will, yes, is, is we're not marking something that yeah. was in the past. No. We're marking something that continues. The big lie continues. Uh oh, there, 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 there they are. The insurrection uh, and the people who were involved with. I think you people have insurrectile dysfunction. That are continuing to try to overturn the election of 2020. That's what it is. It's, it's, it's kind of this, it's a mental disorder where you, all you can do is think about January the 6th. It's insurrectile dysfunction, and there is treatment. There is medical treatment available. Obviously, we're not in the middle of an insurrection today, um, but the reality of the... I found myself thinking about the insurrection obsessively every single day, and, and then ultimately when uh, January the 6th rolled around, uh, I hired the cast from uh, Hamilton to come and sing and uh, you know I, I've, I've discovered I can't perform the way I used to because I'm just thinking about January 6th all the time I think I may have insurrectile dysfunction former president continuing to be out there promoting the big I can't, lie I can't get my agenda up um, and the that? entire Republican Party except Hello. for just a few courageous people you know I saw I can't get my polls up is what I was thinking Liz Cheney on the floor and I hugged her and thanked her because there are very few Republicans who are willing to even say that January 6th happened that it was real and that we need to get to the bottom of it so in that sense it's terrible now here's where she just goes off the rail and, and I mean seriously Insurrectile dysfunction is about the brain, by the way. It's about the brain misfiring. And, and, and listen to how her brain just kind of goes. Because had you had a situation where January 6th happened and yeah. then the entire country came together yes. and said, we need to get to the bottom of this. We will never let this happen again. Yeah, because we need some people actually, um, <clears throat> you know, who have opposing views on the uh, maybe the committee investigating it. That would have been one situation, Wolf. What we have today is really only two members of Congress in the House, Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger. Who, by the way, Adam Kinzinger gave uh, $200 to the GoFundMe of the police officer, uh, Officer Byrd, who murdered uh, Ashley Babbitt. Yeah, yeah that's, that's good who are willing to say it. and Oh, listen to this. Now, this is where she hits 
uh, super critical stupid. Listen to this nonsensical line. It, by denying or diminishing what happened on January 6th, that is its own form of violence. Wow. Just super stupid. This is the kind of stuff they say on, uh, on college campuses. They say that uh, words are violence to shut people up. So they're saying by denying their truth about January the 6th, you are actually committing an act of violence. Wow. Just wow. MTG. Who's down with MTG? Yeah, you know me, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Here she is yesterday uh, after doing a presentation with Matt Gates about the uh, truth being covered up with regard to the January 6th non-insurrection. Everything up for the American people. But after what we've seen on January 6th and the videos that Congressman Gates just walked through, I can tell you right now I don't trust our government even more. When I, didn't, when I went through the D.C. jail, I'll tell you who I did not see. I did not see Ray Epps. I didn't huh, huh, where's Ray Epps? I didn't see him in there wasting away for months on end, being denied his due process rights, being denied the ability to see his family, get medical treatment, to get a haircut and shave. I didn't see him in there. You know who else I didn't see? Who? I didn't see a man named John Sullivan. John Sullivan. Wasn't he a BLM uh, rioter who came from Utah to be say he was a Trump supporter and then actually went into the Capitol and recorded the death of Ash, the murder of Ashley Babbitt? A man that has participated in Antifa BLM yeah. riots and the yeah. whole entire movement, but then all of a sudden decided to be a Trump supporter huh. on January 6th. Weird. The same guy that was in the Capitol and filmed Ashley Babbitt murder and then sold his videos to media outlets why is, that, why is he not in jail without a trial he's not in the dc jail under, under deputy warden kathleen landerkin so i think we have a lot of questions to ask and the people that should be answering the questions is our fbi and our department of justice i want to point some things out to there you, you go all. yeah but you know what we got to wait until uh, november and you know what happens in november ladies and gentlemen you tell them i'm coming and hell's coming with me, you hear? Hell's coming with me! You betcha. I hope so. I hope, I hope, I hope. I hope, I hope that the swamp is drained. That didn't rhyme. Anyway, I'll have to think about that one. Uh, so I haven't talked about uh, uh, Ted Cruz and the absurd thing that he said about the uh, Capitol Hill protesters slash some rioters, uh, by the way, infiltrated by 13 leftist groups. Yeah, and Newsweek admitted that. Uh, here is Grant Stinchfield uh, teeing this up and talking briefly uh, with Darren Beatty from Revolver News. You mentioned this, this charge that they're all domestic terrorists there, which to me is an outrage. No one condoned what happened that day, but come on, insurrectionists and terrorists, it's, it's ridiculous. Let me play a soundbite from Ted Cruz today. Solemn anniversary this week. Uh, and it is an anniversary of a violent terrorist attack on the Capitol. Where we saw I'm thinking that Ted has insurrectile dysfunction. All the men and women of law enforcement demonstrate incredible courage. A terrorist attack? Darren, you've been investigating this for a long time. Why are these politicians, Ted Cruz of all people, so disappointing? Ted Cruz, proverbially, screwed the pooch. They are so out of touch with Republican voters and really reality, it seems like. What do you say to him after all of your investigation, a terrorist attack? Right. Well, we'd expect this kind of nonsense from someone like Lindsey Graham, who 
evidently talked Trump out of giving his January 6th speech, which is highly unfortunate. From Ted Cruz. Um, That's all right, because Trump's got a big rally on the 15th in Arizona. I can't wait. The less discerning among us might be surprised. But if you remember Ted Cruz's behavior in the 2016 primary, uh, Ted Cruz the snake, this type of behavior should come as no shock. In wow. fact, just recently, Ted Cruz basically abandoned all of the political leverage that he accumulated by blocking Biden's appointments. He basically decided, I'll give all of this up if the Democrats in Congress uh, play ball with me to prevent this pipeline from being built across the ocean. So pipeline across the ocean. Yeah, Ted Cruz, um, I got to tell you, uh, lost a lot of uh, his currency, lost a lot of value with me two days ago when he said that. Honestly, he he became uh, very swampy when it comes to things like this. Some things like this that I would consider to be dangerously irresponsible. Uh, then then you're, you get one strike. You don't get three damn strikes. Uh, here is Tucker Carlson calling him out last night. You called this a terror attack when by no definition was it a terror attack. That's a lie. You told that lie on purpose, and I'm wondering why you did. Well, Tucker, thank you for having me on. When you aired your episode last night, I, I sent you a text shortly thereafter and said, listen, I'd like to go on because... The way I phrased things yesterday, it, it was sloppy and, and it was frankly dumb. And, I don't and buy that. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, I don't buy on. that. For, look, I've known you a long time since before you went to the Senate. You, I think it was a Charlie Foxtrot. You're a Supreme Court contender. You take words as seriously as any man who's ever served yep. in the Senate. And every word you repeated that phrase, I do not believe that you used that accidentally. I just don't. It's so. Yeah, it was just sloppy. It was just, it was just sloppy. Here's a little bit more from uh, Tucker and uh, the senator uh, who really, really, honestly, and I screwed the pooch by saying this. That being said, Tucker, I agree with you. It was a mistake to say that yesterday. And the reason is what you just said, which is we've now had a year of Democrats in the media twisting words and trying to say now, now he's going to try and spin this say that all of us are terrorists trying to say you're a terrorist. I'm a terrorist. And so, look, I don't like people who, who assault cops, and, and, and I well, stand up and defend cops, and, and the reason I use that word is that's the word I've always used for people that violently attack cops. But in this context, I get why people were angry, because we've had a year of the corrupt corporate media and Democrats claiming anyone who, who objected to, to the election fraud. And by the way, remember what was happening during wait, wait, those wait, wait, protests. Wait, can, can I just ask, hold on, you work in the set. I just, I guess I just don't believe you. And I mean that with respect. I don't either. Because I have such respect for your acuity and your precision. And I've seen it on display. I've covered you as a reporter. I know how you speak. And you have sat there for a year and watched people use language to distort the events of that day. Intentionally. Insurrection. Coup. And, and it, of course it terrorism. John Fredericks is a broadcast entrepreneur, a talk show host, a leading edge opinion maker, among other things. And he joins us on the Newsmax hotline to continue a conversation we uh, kind of cut short yesterday about what's going on in Georgia and a whistleblower. John, welcome to the show, my friend. Rob Carson, great to be with you and the Rob Carson Show. People can't get enough of you, Rob. You I appreciate it. Stay healthy. Keep growing, man. 
All right, my brother. Well, let's talk about a, uh, a gentleman who was paid $45,000 for stuffing ballot boxes on the morning of November the 4th from 2 to 5 a.m. Now, this is kind of a metaphoric for what happened in places like Philadelphia, battleground states with uh, Zuckerbucks being spent on hundreds and hundreds of, uh, of unmonitored ballot boxes on the east side of the country. But in Georgia, they just have to be happen to be videotaped. Tell us the story, man. Well, I tell you what, Rob, this is the biggest thing really that's come out of it. And I've said for a year and a half, the steel was on the ground. And there's, there's no evidence about Dominion machines and there's no evidence about get your audience upset. But I just I, I tell it like it is. There's no servers in Italy and gun battles in Frankfurt. The Democrats stole this thing on the on the ground and it's continuing to happen. And but right now there is an informant in an organization called True to Vote, led by Catherine Engelbrecht, has uncovered this. They foiled all of these uh, videotapes, and along with uh, geofencing, which is basically the ability to commercially buy what cell phone things went in the area, matched that with the video videotapes. Took them six months to get the data, file the data. Here's what they've come up with. In Georgia, Dropbox, they only got 15% of the videos. The other 85% were destroyed illegally. Wow. Even with that 15%, they've identified 240 of the same people going to the same Dropboxes over and over and over between 2 and 5 a.m. Uh, from the time they got up until the runoff election on January the 5th. The informant who came forward, which is the key to this, Said uh, He said, allegedly, uh, he said that he was paid $45,000 between the general election and the runoff in Georgia to gather and traffic ballots, uh, known as ballot harvesting, and stuffing the ballot boxes with these various ballots. So, And he was paid, he said, $10 a ballot. So that means he got 4500 True to vote in their analysis, just follow the data, they estimate that the total votes on November 3rd was somewhere about 100,000 that were illegally stuffed in these drop boxes. Biden won by 11,000. They got about Mm 100,000. They also estimate that about $2 million was paid out. Where does this, who funded this money? How high does it go? Now, true to vote says, look, this is the tip of the iceberg. There's another five states that are even bigger they say that Georgia was basically the small potatoes in, the, in, in this. And so I'm conjecturing now Michigan, Wisconsin, Arizona, Pennsylvania. These were the big dogs. Yep. So they have done this. This was a concerted effort. The question now becomes, will other people come forward? How many people were involved? Who's at the top? Where did they get the money? How has it been disclosed? Right? And if you were doing this in California... That's fine. They want to pay people. That's legal. It's not legal in Georgia, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Arizona, or Texas. It's not legal there. You can't do it. So you're violating the law. It's supposed to be one person, one ballot, one drop box. Well, we have now, now, John. John, we have an American oligarch, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, who spent a half a billion dollars on drop boxes unmonitored in all of the states that you've just mentioned 
this is the first time in my lifetime that American oligarch was so involved in electioneering. Um, also, I wanted to mention that the 240 ballot traffickers in Georgia each averaged 23 to 24 drops where they would imp empty backpacks of ballots into boxes. I saw a video in Philadelphia the morning after where a woman approached some gentlemen uh, unloading a full ballot box. They, of course, said, get away from us. Get your mask on. You're not social distancing. We've got videotape in uh, the, uh, the convention center in Atlanta where supposedly, which never happened, a water main break shut down the vote count and the, the vote count stopped in all of these battleground states simultaneously, restarted the next morning with as many as, for instance, almost a million ballots for Joe Biden in Philadelphia and only 3,000 for Donald Trump. This thing is going down, John. And I don't know if you heard... Um, Steve Bannon yesterday, he, he says hell is coming in November. Well, listen, I mean, we've been saying this for some time. You've got to get to the bottom of November 3rd, because if you don't get to the bottom of this, they're going to continue to do it. Because, look, we were able to change the laws in Republican-run states like Georgia and Arizona. Same laws in Pennsylvania. Same laws in Wisconsin. Same laws in Michigan. None of these COVID laws have been changed. Drop boxes are still there, so they're, they're planning to do this again. Now, this is the other thing in, in Georgia, very interesting. So the subpoena is going to come from the Georgia State Board of Elections, right? Mm -hmm. That's the entity that has the authority to get to the bottom of this. Sitting on the Board of Elections is one Sarah Tindall Gazelle. Mm -hmm. Who is Sarah Tindall Gazelle? A one of five board members, a Democratic appointee. Okay, they deserve one Democratic appointee. What's the big deal? Up until a few months ago, she was senior legal counsel for Fair Fight in Georgia. What is Fair Fight? Fair Fight is Stacey Abrams' group yep. that did the consent decree. So yep. she's sitting on the board of directors, which means that the name of the informant or informants, guess what, goes to her, along with the other board members. Now, what the concern is, is this informant is now fearful of his safety yeah. because allegedly, if she gets a hold of the name and that name gets leaked, right, what happens? Yeah, yeah. Stacey Abrams, I, I believe, I absolutely believe she stole both of those uh, those Senate uh, seats, um, and I think she also uh, stole the vote. That's what she exists for. That's what she is there for. They invited her down to speak uh, to, to campaign against Glenn Youngkin in the state of Virginia. What the hell does Stacey Abrams, what does she bring to the party in Virginia? Nothing. What she does bring is a team of people who just happen to be experts in the art of the steal. That's what Stacey Abrams is all about, although she wasn't able to steal her own governor's race. Well, Trump has the art of the deal. She has the art of the steal. Yep. And look, the Democrats <laughs> can't govern. They can't, they can't get out of Afghanistan without a, everything that touches a debacle, open borders. They can't, get, they, they can't run the country. But here's what they do really, really well. They lie and they cheat. And so they stole this election. Trump won. Everybody knows it. Look, 50% of America, including Democrats, 
believe that Joe Biden's presidency is illegitimate, that it's an illegitimate regime. Seventy percent of Republicans think Trump won. Seventy percent. These are these are stunning numbers. And they're not. And look, that's the entire fake news media shutting us down and saying, oh, baseless claims, baseless claims, the big lie. I mean, people are not stupid. They're seeing through it. And this thing, I'm telling you, this is the biggest thing when two things are going to hit Georgia. Number one, this, they're, they're going to get to the bottom of this ballot harvesting. What the Democrats are going to say is, oh, the votes were legal, but, you know, we just, you know, because of COVID, they, they couldn't make it. All right, baloney. This is the other thing. Purdue just signed on to this lawsuit in Fulton County that Brian Miro, the judge there, kicked out with no standing. Now he's got standing. I got six affidavits of people in my hands saying that up to 30,000 ballots in Fulton County were completely counterfeit, like just run through a copy machine, were not mailed in. Stuffed in that box came from under the desk. All this is coming out, Rob, and their whole, their entire ruse is going to collapse. People got to go to jail. That's that's all there is to it. People got to go to jail. John, I got to run, brother. Uh, great to have you on. Make sure to check out johnfredericksradio.com. You do a terrific show. I enjoy uh, listening to you. You are America's Godzilla of truth. I think I'm the I'm going to be like Mothra. I'll be the Mothra of truth. <laughs> <laughs> Godzilla right. and Mothra coming coming together as one. All right, brother. Have a great weekend. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.